0: Welcome back to another episode of the first story that I'm getting to. Says um, skateboarding vandal defaces new George Floyd statue in NYC's Union Square. Okay. It says newly released video shows suspect vandalizing a brand new statue of George Floyd in Manhattan's Union Square. Okay. It's the second time a statue of Floyd has been vandalized the video shows the suspect riding past on a skateboard and splashing blue paint across the statue. It happened just after 10 a.m. Sunday, just four days after the statue was unveiled at the park last week. Um, I don't get how people don't understand that people will not respect the statue of George Floyd. These tokens of symbol and hope and, a change in America or just to show the person that died and was murdered at the hands of a, a officer. Um, I think that this does black people no good. It has to be a bill passed. It has to be legislation, not a statute. They will respect a piece of paper more than a statue. And this is what we have to understand. So I'm sorry for the statue being damaged. I'm sorry for the statue being vandalized. However, you have to understand that people are not going to respect these statues of people that we put up, that they put up, who died at the hands of an officer. They would not respect it. So for people to, to be mad about this. I don't get it. You have to focus on passing legislation, getting a bill passed, just like Asian Americans did. Pass a bill. Stop making this just about taking down statues that resemble racism. Um, Stop making this about putting up statues of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, people who have died at the hands of a cop people don't respect that. So this is why these things keep happening. Folks are drive by, you know, they'll damage these statues or whatever. And then here it is. People are mad about it. I don't get it. All right, so here's two stories that um kind of contradict each other. Because in one country, they d- decide to halt the vaccine, the use of the vaccine In America, we do the complete opposite. So, in Sweden, Sweden halts use of Moderna's COVID vaccine in under-30s, okay? It says, Sweden's Public Health Agency on Wednesday recommended a temporary halt to the use of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine among young adults. citing concerns over rare side effects to the heart. It said, the pause should initially be enforced until December 1st, okay? Explaining that it had received evidence of an increased risk of side effects, such as inflammation of the heart muscle. So this is in Sweden. In America, it's a little bit different. OK. It says right here, um, some covid vaccines may be linked to a rare heart inflammation cases in young people. OK. It says the FDA is adding a warning to some coronavirus vaccines. They have been linked to a rare heart inflammation in young people. Despite the risk, experts are still recommending vaccinations for everyone 12 and older because implications from the virus could be more severe. So here's a story in um, what was said about this, this, this uh, issue
1: about some coronavirus vaccines due to a rare possible side effect. There have now been almost 400 confirmed cases of heart inflammation among people 30 or younger after they received either the Moderna or Pfizer vaccines. Experts are still strongly recommending vaccinations for everyone 12 and up because the complications from COVID can be much more severe. Nikki Batiste is outside Mount Sinai West Hospital in New York. Nikki, what should families know about this? Dr. good morning. Well, despite this warning from the CDC and FDA, the cases of heart inflammation are rare. Data suggests just about 12 cases per million vaccinations in young people. But one family we spoke with says it's still important to watch for symptoms. When we pulled into the emergency room, I was just praying because he was in such a bad state. Noah Hires went to the hospital just days after his second Pfizer dose. I woke up at 2 a.m., with chest pain. The 16 year old said symptoms kept coming and going before he was admitted with suspected myocarditis, a type of heart inflammation that a CDC advisory panel linked with COVID vaccines. Tracking more than 1200 cases, most were linked to Pfizer, occurred after the second dose and were mainly in males, 24 or younger. Symptoms include chest pains, heart palpitations and shortness of breath. Still, the CDC is urging everyone to get vaccinated because risk from the coronavirus is greater. And as the Delta variant continues to drive cases, kids could be especially susceptible. There is a large group that is still unvaccinated, and they are going to continue to be at risk of disease, of severe disease, of getting long COVID and all of those problems that come with it. This experience was much better than getting COVID. Noah was in the hospital for about one day and said he's felt no symptoms since leaving. I would say, please, please, please get the vaccine and and let's put all this behind us. Noah's mom opted to have her younger son, who is 14, also get a vaccine even after Noah's experience. And again, those heart conditions are rare, and if they do occur, are usually temporary, and in most cases, mild. Tony?
2: Nikki, thank you very much.
0: All right, so you heard the story and um, what was being said. it has been a lot of cases of this popping up. Now, in Sweden, they decided to halt the use of the Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine for the exact same reason. But somehow, they still recommend that you take it. You heard the story of the woman and her son. She was saying that she was praying for him because it was so bad so if you were praying for him and what it happens if he didn't make it but at the end of the video you heard her say well i still would say get the vaccine this was not a minor side effect this was a major side effect a minor side effect would be a headache runny nose uh, but when you start talking about your organs your heart your kidneys or other things like that it's more serious so i don't understand why would they still recommend you take it and this is the issues that's popping up they have linked heart inflammation to the vaccines and yet they're still recommending you take it despite the risk because the logic is well if you catch COVID nineteen, that's far worser and the and the that's far worse and more severe than the vaccine. But you're seeing cases pop up of heart inflammation. Okay, and I know it's rare, but it's still it's it's your heart, man. It's not a minor side effect. And that's what I don't understand and get about this. Is that you cannot make the argument that, well, if you catch COVID, the complications is far more severe than the vaccine. Well, if you get the vaccine, it fucks with your heart. And your, your heart is, is a vital organ in your body. So if your heart is damaged and something happens, your life could be cut short real quick. It's just been a bunch of weird stories in the news about the vaccine, about COVID-19. Um, I read a story the other day. It it, uh, was a patient that went in the hospital for a kidney transplant. And they told the patient, no. that because you have not received the vaccine, we cannot do the kidney transplant. So you got hospitals that are, are able to deny you medical treatment that's very serious. That can save your life because you have not received the vaccine. So imagine going in the hospital, right? And you got gangrene, uh, you know, you have to have your leg amputated or you or you have to have heart surgery or a kidney transplant and they say, Look at man. I know your life is on the line right now. You could die. I know you need this kidney, this this heart surgery. You got gangrene, your leg has to be amputated. However, I know you haven't Taking the vaccine, so this is the deal. In order for us to do this procedure on you, to save your life, you have to get the vaccine. That's how it's gonna go. If you don't agree to the vaccine, we're gonna have to just send you home. And good luck. This is what's happening in this country right now. It's scary that this is that this is happening right now. There's plenty of stories I read this is the case that people are being denied medical treatment because of their current status with the vaccine. So I don't understand how Sweden can say, look, we're going to halt the use of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine because it's causing heart inflammation in America. They say, no, nah, just, just keep giving it to them because the virus is, is worse than the vaccine. Even though it fucks with your heart, We're going to still give it to you. That's what kind of scares me. There is no, um, there is no one that's standing up and saying, look, um, if this is causing this problem, I think we should stop giving the, the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine out. Let's stop doing it. But nobody has stood up and I have heard nobody stand up and say, stop giving these people, this vaccine until this is resolved, because if this is causing heart inflammation, this is a major side effect. It's not minor. It's major. So here's what Andrew Wiggins had to say. Andrew Wiggins uh, is an NBA player. He was forced to take the vaccine against his better choice, his better judgment. He was reluctant to get it. So he had to get it because he has to work and play basketball and make money and feed his family. So, but Andrew Wiggins, uh, he says something in the interview they're scary because it's not just about the vaccine. When you look at the mandate, when you, when you look at the mass, etc. if they can mandate this, if one guy has the power to mandate a mass in a vaccine, what else can they mandate and make you take and make you do? That's the thing that scares me. So here is what Andrew Wiggins had to say.
2: It's obviously been kind of the news uh, of the week. Uh, is there anything you want to say just about the decision to, to go through with it and get vaccinated? Um, I feel like the only options were to get vaccinated or not playing the NBA. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it was a tough decision. Um, hopefully, you know, it works out in the long run. In Ten years, I'm so healthy. During this week yourself. so what does it meant to you to see all your teammates support as you were making a decision oh, uh, it, was, it was good man it was nothing but love um, especially from you know, you know Draymond you know you could had a lot of good stuff um, so there's a lot of support in the team you know and I feel like whatever decision I decided to make you know, they were going to stand by it. Um, so it felt good does it f- feel good? I mean like the- after tonight, particularly after this interview, really, the storyline is done, you're playing this season, does that feel good to just get behind you? your mouth towards organization, towards the league, towards whatever I mean in, you know, in well, this not city. towards organization you know, they didn't make the rules um, but you know, I guess to, to do certain stuff you know, to work and, and all that I guess you don't own your body <laughs> you know, that's what it comes down to
0: um, alright so he said that you don't own your body I don't think people understand uh, what he's trying to say. Now you don't own shit. Not even your own self. It it used to be you had some control even over your own mind, your own body. You don't even have that anymore. They mandated a fucking vaccine. So that means that they can mandate what the fuck they want to do. They can control your bodies, your mind. They can dictate what you think, how you feel, everything. You got people that has, has received the vaccine, they feel some kind of way towards people who have not received it. This is what he's saying. You don't have control anymore. They can make you get something so you can play basketball. And, and I don't think people understand this. The government can't control your body now. They can mandate shit and say you have to take this or you don't work. You can't feed your family. You you can't make money. You can't go to school unless you take this. It's mandated and we don't fucking get it. And people can only argue over the vaccine. And we don't see it. But Andrew Wiggins said we don't even control our bodies no more. And this is what it has come down to. Now they can mandate anything they want to. So now. This is going towards the future in the future. They might mandate other shit you have to take. You don't want to take it, but you're going to have to take it because now they have the power to do so. All right. So let's talk about LeBron James. Um, just last week, people were giving him unfair. Criticism. Over his vaccine stance. He simply chose not to tell people what to do. And people feel some kind of way about it. Especially the women on the fucking view. But here's an article. A guy that's a model citizen. He's, He's damn near perfect. Nike opens up the LeBron James Innovation Center. So this is after the fact that you're upset over uh, his vaccine stance. Again, Nike opens up the uh, LeBron James Innovation Center. It says Nike has opened the doors of the LeBron James Innovation Center home to the new Nike Sport Research Lab. The 750,000 square foot center, uh, this positions Nike for a future decades of game changing products and experiences for all athletes inside the world's largest motion capture installation 400 cameras 97 force plays body mapping equipment is located in much more so I don't understand the unfair criticism that LeBron James gets because of his comments his and what he says but yet, Nike opens up this. So this means that LeBron James is a great person, a great guy, a great role model. Despite what people say about him, his vaccine stands. Again, Nike opens up the LeBron James Innovation Center. Good for him. All right. So uh, as a kid growing up, um, I knew that it was a cardinal sin to walk across Mr. Sonny's lawn. So... Mr. Sonny was someone that lived across the street from my mother, her neighbor. And every single week he would cut his grass. It was edged up. It was neat and clean. It was disrespect to walk across Mr. Sonny's lawn. You can't do it. But it's a pride thing. As a man, if you pay the bills, you, you, the mortgage is paid, you take care of your family, when you cut your grass, when you do any home repairs or etc., it's a pride thing. You don't want someone to disrespect what you work hard for and what you do. So we live in a world now, uh, now where people don't feel like they have to respect what you do. Your private property. They feel like, well, it's just grass. I can do whatever. But in this story, man, it's it's a very funny story because I can relate to it. As a man growing up, as a man now, as a kid growing up, this is something that that I can relate to. It says a homeowner sets up sprinklers to soak people walking across his lawn, okay? It's a very funny story. A homeowner has divided opinion by coming up with a unique method to stop people taking a shortcut across his front lawn. It says CCTV footage posted on TikTok shows... Several people getting soaked by automatic sprinkler if they get too close. Uh, the clip is believed to be a filmed in North America. His name is Thomas Lyons, I believe. He became annoyed by the number of lawn pirates skipping a section of sidewalk by walking across his front grass every single day. A before clip he posted on TikTok shows walkers and even people on bicycles. Going across his lawn every day and every night. So I I can see why you would be annoyed. Okay. It says more lawn pirates. It says ask nicely every day to stay off lawn. But people kept coming. So people didn't care. It says uh, determined to stop them. Mr. Lion bought a automatic sprinkler. Which he set up facing away from his house. Okay. A second after clip filmed on September 23rd by a CCTV camera attached to his garage shows several people getting a cold shock as they are hit by the sprinkler water and are seen quickly running back on the sidewalk. Mr. Lyons posted the video on TikTok with the caption, When people won't stop cutting across your lawn. The video has since gone viral, receiving more than 40 million views, y'all. However, Commenters gave a mixed reaction to his sprinkler setup with some claiming that he is unkind. Again, people don't don't understand. Look, it is a man, this is your property, man. You take pride in this shit. Okay. Uh one person commented never understood why walking on the lawn is such a bad thing as grass. They don't get it. They don't get it, man. It's a pride thing for a minute. It's a pride thing. If you're a homeowner, you own your house, you take care of it, you, you cut your grass, it's a pride thing. A, another person wrote, um, girl, let those kids go home faster. Another person wrote, but several others disagree, saying he could freely soak people trespassing on his property. I agree. One person wrote, I love this level of being petty. It's your lawn, do as you wish. I don't understand why I was raised. Uh, It says, I don't understand. I was raised to never walk on someone's uh, yard, especially as strangers. Another person wrote, that's how I was raised. You never walk across someone's front lawn. Someone else wrote, uh, y'all saying it's just grass, okay? It's just water. I agree with that. Y'all are mad for no reason. Uh, This is their yard. Walking on it can kill the grass and there are sidewalks for a reason. A fourth person uh, replied. So, I for one, I have no issue with him doing this. I hate when people walk across my lawn. I hate when people throw shit in my grass and they don't go and get their trash. That they allow their dogs to take shits in my lawn and don't clean it up. So, I understand when people disrespect your front lawn. As a kid growing up, this was a valuable lesson I was taught growing up. That you do not disrespect people's property. It's not yours. You're not the one that's having to take care of it. So so show some fucking respect. And that's the lesson I got growing up. But now you got people that feel like, well, it's not mine, so whatever. And that's a poor attitude. You should understand, look, if this is not mine, however... I want to be able to take care of it and show some respect. So as a, as a, as a world, as a society, we have kind of went back and we lack respect. Now we don't believe we have to respect people and their, their property. So, uh, this is a good thing for the homeowner, man. Do what you want to do, man. It's your grass. Make them respect your shit. All right, TikTok.
1: I need you to stop. I need you to blow this video up for me. This man here is Ian Cranston. This woman here is Allie Butler. They live in Central Oregon and currently they are hiding. I believe they live in Redmond, Oregon. Um, On September 19th, Ian Cranston shot and killed a black man in my community at a bar for supposedly complimenting his white partner. If that rings to you of Emmett Till, that's because it's happening again here in 2021. The man that he shot and murdered, his name was Barry Washington. He was an innocent black man that was just downtown drinking with his friends. There's a video that was released to the news by the killer's partner, Allie Butler here. She filmed a video after he was shot and murdered of her laughing at his body they had called him racial slurs. Everybody stood around, turned the music back up, and they were just laughing, having a good old time. Only one person in the video said somebody should call the police.
0: All right, so let's talk about this case of Ian uh, Cranston and Barry um, Washington Jr., who was 22 years old, a, a black man. Um, Ian was 27. Ian was a white guy. Barry was black. Um... Barry had apparently moved to Oregon from the Bay Area. And his friend, his longtime friend and roommate, said that he encouraged Barry to move to a safer environment. So, this is why Barry is in Oregon, okay? Just a little backstory. So, he uh, moved to Oregon to a safer environment. Barry has been described as an easygoing person, a man. He wouldn't hurt a fly. He was harmless. He was a nerd. He liked video games. He was an innocent person. So this is the picture that's being painted of Barry. Based on what friends are saying. Okay. The night of the shooting. You heard the uh what the young lady said in the the audio. That apparently Barry was was with some friends. They were out drinking. I have yet to read anything in the news about these friends, whoever they are, them coming forward and giving their statement on what they saw and what happened on that night that Barry was shot and killed by Ian. Okay. Um This is how the story goes. There was at a nightclub or bar, or whatever. Um Barry approached the girlfriend of Ian. Okay? Apparently, they're saying that this was over a compliment. So Barry told the girlfriend she looks nice, she's beautiful, whatever. She says, thank you, but I'm in a relationship. Barry walks away. Uh, Apparently, he comes back again. He attempts once again to talk to the young lady. This is when things go south. So Ian is being painted as a... A white male who was insecure, jealous of this black man talking to his white girlfriend. But based on what she said, she was not interested in talking to Barry. But things did go south. Now, I've been in clubs. I've been in bars. I've seen altercations happen. Uh, Guys will get into a, a physical altercation or exchange words. Especially if their woman is involved, their girlfriend, fiancé, or even wife. So these things happen. Um. I'm not saying that Ian was innocent. I'm not saying Barry was, was innocent. You have to consider everything Uh, in this case, okay? Things then end up outside the club, okay? Apparently, they get into a physical altercation. Don't know if it's Barry or Ian or Ian. With some other people that was buried or whatever. Don't know the full story yet. Okay. They did say uh uh say that Ian ended up going to the hospital. He was assaulted. Uh in the photo, it shows Ian his uh his left eye looks like it's black, whatever. So he has the appearance of someone that was in a physical altercation. Okay. They they go outside. Now it's a video, uh, a cell phone footage video that Ian's girlfriend had. She gave it to the local media outlet. Okay, the video is shaky, so you can't really tell what's what's happening. But in the video, you see Barry. He's having a physical altercation with another person that's not Ian. They're shoving. There's it's uh, it's a scuffle. Uh, Ian ends up pulling his gun out and shooting Barry. Barry falls on the ground. Um, At some point, Ian does render aid to Barry. Now, the question is this. If this is about race, if Barry shot, uh, no, excuse me, if if Ian shot Barry because he was blacking, because he was talking to his girlfriend. um, Why would he render him aid? Okay. That's the first thing. Second thing is this. Ian did not have to shoot Barry. However, th- they'll view this as a case of self-defense. All right. So until someone else comes forward on the side of Barry and give their their statement and what they saw, this will be in favor of Ian. So if those friends, you know, that that was supposed to be out there with Barry, that was with him. They need him, his friends to come forward and say something. Because, because as, as right now, it looks like it's in favor of Ian. Okay, so Ian was arrested after the two had an argument and Barry was shot. He was arrested and he was charged with the and in, in a manslaughter. And he was released on $10,000 bond, a bail. He was arrested again and locked up without bail. So because of social media and because of, you know, this getting so much traction on social media, they yet again, they arrested him. Now, this happened in September. They arrested him again due to the pressure of social media and Black Lives Matter. OK. Um. This is what the lawyer is saying. And this is why I say is it might be difficult to prove that this crime was was based on any kind of bias. OK. Uh, because it's not enough sufficient evidence to prove that this was about race. Now it might be, you might be able to prove that this was about a compliment because based on what the girlfriend said, maybe Ian got mad, you know, at, at Barry. Then Barry instantly get it the entire thing. He was the aggressor. Don't know, but as it right now, it's not uh, enough sufficient evidence to prove that that the shooting was based on race. That this was the the motivation. Okay, but. This is what the, uh, the defense lawyer is saying on behalf of Ian. Okay. The defense lawyer provided this statement to News Channel 21 disputing statements made about what happened that night. Okay. When the case goes to trial, it will, uh, provide another example of why in this country cases are decided on the basis of, of evidence presented in court, not press conferences by politicians. Okay. Uh it says the undisputed evidence will be there before Ian Cranston ever drew his weapon. It says that Barry assaulted him resulting in head injuries that required the police to take Mr. Cranston to the hospital with a brain scan and other procedures had to be performed. Okay. It says video evidence also demonstrates that in direct contrast to the DA's Public statements because the DA did say something like um that this was a crime based on race, okay? Don't know if that's true. But the unprovoked assault will was still actively in progress when the single shot was fired. That's true because during the, the video you see the assault happening. Barry having a physical altercation with someone. And then that's when Ian drew his weapon and shot him. Um, again, uh, indisputable video evidence also demonstrates that in direct contrast to the DA's public statements that the unprovoked assault was still actively in progress when the single shot was fired. Okay. After the evidence comes out at trial, I trust someone would ask the DA why he deliberately inflamed the community with those statements he knew were not supported by any evidence. Okay. In the meantime, we will make our presentation in the courtroom where it belongs. So I think the attorney thinks that he has enough evidence to prove that Ian was the victim. And that Barry was the aggressor. Okay. so I don't know what happened. I don't know if this is over a compliment. I don't know if this is about race. This will have to be proved in court but I do know this, that the charges changed solely because of what the DA thought happened and what he believed. Also to the public pressure from protesters and also BLM. That's why he was arrested again. And the charges change. It's not like they had more evidence on what happened. It's, It's just the public pressure. That's why Ian was arrested again. Um, so once again, I'm going to watch this case and, and see how it plays out in the news. But based on what I'm, I'm reading from several articles, um, is not enough evidence to prove that the motivation was simply race. It is some evidence that suggests that this argument, this altercation took place over what was said to Ian's girlfriend. Now, um, she wasn't grabbed. She wasn't groped. It was just words. But may but maybe Ian felt some kind of way after they were outside and then Barry approached his girlfriend again and that's when things went left. But we'll have to wait and see what happens in court. But as of right now, this is a very popular story. A young black man shot and killed in Oregon. Uh, they're saying that this is a... This resembles Emmett Till and all this shit. Um. You'll have to wait and see uh, what happens in court. Thank you for being able to tune into another episode of No One Watches Regular News, hosted by me, Kerry Bogo. I will be back next week with another episode, so stay tuned.